0: not working
1: What was that noise?
0: I see something outside.
1: Don't go out there.
0: Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale.
1: Want to play a game?
0: How long can you survive? Welcome back, everyone. This is your fantastic host, Tyler.
1: And I'm Tori.
0: And today we are going to be discussing uh, Titanic.
1: You know, it lives every night in my dreams. And um, I see you. And I feel you.
0: Well, you uh, make my heart go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Classics leaned on. Love it.
0: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh no, we're not discussing Titanic, unfortunately. Aww. No, sorry. This is a horror podcast.
1: I mean, people die in Titanic, so You know,
0: that's actually a fair point. You could argue Titanic is somewhat of a horror film.
1: Nah, not it's really. more of a love drama, sadly. Historical ish love drama.
0: I accept. <laughs> No, uh, today we're going to be discussing a um, a fun little movie Tori and I watched recently. Yeah, wow, th- we... <laughs> This was uh, Nicolas Cage at his finest, because he was a producer on this film, and we were talking about Willy's Wonderland.
1: From the first time I saw the trailer, I'm like, I have to watch this. I have to watch this movie. So when we were at your parents' house, and it came up, we're just like, yes.
0: I showed my parents the trailer because we went to go visit them. And my mom was like, let's see if we can watch it. It said it's out. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even realize it's out yet. <laughs> so we watched it. And wow, that was the most ridiculous movie I've seen in a long time. And I purposely watched dumb stuff on purpose.
1: <laughs> but it is so good at the same time. It was incredibly
0: like, entertaining. Like, you, you know what you're going into when you watch the trailer. Hopefully. Yes. Yes.
1: There could be some,
0: like, genuinely creepy parts in the movie when I think about it. Like, the girl going through the vents and the crocodile animatronic oh, was God, pretty yeah. terrifying. But I should probably tell the audience what the movie's about. <laughs> so, spoilers. The film is about a, um, a man who... A deadly
1: Chuck E. Cheese. Ugh,
0: thank you for cutting me off. <laughs> ah! Just kidding. No, well, I mean, yes, Deadly Chuck E. Cheese, and... Ish. But the, the movie took a lot of inspiration from Five Nights at Freddy, which is a video game, and it's kind of about killer animatronics inside this, like, restaurant. So we have Nicolas Cage, who is this silent protagonist, literally does not say a single word in the entire movie.
1: Yeah, I kept waiting for him to say that last word of, like... Get in when he's getting in the car, like in that last scene, or I don't know, some clever line to the animatronic, but nothing.
0: Just dead silent.
1: Nothing. And it's so weird of Nicolas Cage.
0: But also, not at the same time.
1: When you Eh, look at
0: some of his movies that he
1: does.
0: (laughs) Nicolas Cage is one of those actors that he's a phenomenal actor, but then he also does the most obscure thing. And you're like, why did you do this? National Treasure is like, fantastic movie. Face Off, fantastic movie. But then he does things like this and you're just like, are you just bored? (laughs) I digress. The movie is about this guy that is dubbed the janitor, and his car breaks down while he's driving, and it's a super nice sports car, and he eventually kind of, like, has to call a roadside assistance. So this guy comes, and they bring him to his, like, his little shop, and Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word the entire time. The guy's just talking, and Nicolas Cage goes to pay for the repairs on his car, but the guy's like, I only accept cash. And then Nicolas Cage sees this ATM and he goes, that thing hasn't worked in years. And because we don't have, like, the internet out here or something like that. So then... Because it's a
1: little town in nowhere. Yeah,
0: small town, middle of nowhere. And the only way Nicolas Cage can pay off his debt now is if he works overnight at this restaurant with a bunch of killer animatronics that he doesn't know are murderous. But he has to stay there and clean up the restaurant. And wow. I just... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and when we say it's also a small town think of the sheriff station is literally trailer house like very small prior to
0: our protagonist entering the uh, the movie we actually get a nice little glimpse of a woman that was sadly inside one of the restaurants before the animatronics willie and his gang come to life and murder her
1: the, a wife and her husband, Yes, yeah.
0: wife and her husband. And, however, they missed a person. The wife and the husband are brutally murdered, but their child still lives. Which is a play on words because the main character's name is Liv.
1: <laughs> and, I never realized that before.
0: Yeah, so Liv now, like, ten years later, probably not that long. It's probably more like seven or eight. She was. She looked like she was, what, like... Seven
1: yeah, when they found Yeah, I would say about, like, seven when her parents died. And then around... I almost want to say 17, 18, when she's older, when this whole thing takes place.
0: Yeah, and when she gets older, around the time when Nicolas Cage comes in, she is, like, a teenager, probably, like, 17, 16 or something at this point. And her and her friends have all lost someone because of Willie's Wonderland. And they decide to try and burn the place down. But, of course, Liv gets arrested. And then they end up seeing Nicolas Cage character, like, in, like, a little passing by of him being the next victim. So, when Nicolas Cage gets to the restaurant, he decides to start cleaning. So, he puts on a clean Willie's Wonderland shirt and gets down to business. But then he also has breaks. And the breaks are very important because when he goes on the breaks... He drinks a pop soda and he plays pinball because he found a pinball machine that was super dusty and he ends up making it completely spotless and gorgeous and he plays the pinball machine. And that's when the animatronics come to life and try to kill him. But our brave janitor is completely unfazed. A giant animatronic ostrich wakes up at one point and tries to attack him and murder him And it's, like, trying to peck out Nicolas Cage's eyes, and he just doesn't say a word, but instead, he breaks the mop over his knee and beats the crap out of the animatronic ostrich.
1: (laughs) You can see at one point when he breaks the broom, the ostrich's eyes, like, open up, like, oh, God, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What have I done?
1: This is the wrong person. Shoot.
0: So, Nicolas Cage brutally murders the animatronic ostrich, and... Then he puts on a clean shirt and goes back to cleaning, and he cleans up all the mess he makes. And what you come to find out in the movie is that there was a bunch of serial killers that worked for Willie's Wonderland, and right before they were caught by the police, they end up doing the satanic voodoo ritual thing, and they did a child's play moment where their souls go inside the animatronics. So now, over the course of years, they start murdering things, and... Willie and his crew of serial killer animatronics, they start eventually leaving the restaurant to kill people, but the small town decides to make a deal with them and basically say, we will bring you people to murder as long as you don't leave the restaurant and kill our family. So they start doing that for decades. Of course, until Nicholas Cage comes along and murders all of them.
1: <laughs> and in total, I want to say that there's... Seven animatronics? Yes. Right? So there's Willie, who's the weasel. Then he has a crocodile friend. There's the ostrich that was said before. There is a monkey. There's a lizard. There's a knight. And there's a pixie. A siren. Yeah, a pixie siren. Whatever. Not a pixie. Sarah the siren.
0: Yes. (laughs) Literally in in the title of her name.
1: (laughs) I mean, she... (laughs) You think of sirens as having like mermaid tails. She looked more like a fairy, but I digress on that. She so there sings. are those seven, huh? She sings. What? So pixies can't sing?
0: Uh, no. But sirens literally sing and lure people to their death.
1: True. True
0: take that mythology studier person. Oh, I couldn't think of a good comeback. I just threw together random
1: words. You never have any good comebacks.
0: I always have good comebacks when I actually put effort into it. <laughs>
1: Which is never. That's
0: accurate though. <laughs> I can burn people. I just think it's funnier to do a stupid burn.
1: <laughs> you are ridiculous.
0: It's entertaining. so out of these seven animatronics who do you think was the scariest in terms of their look and how they acted and how they murdered people
1: Ooh, um i think the creepiest one looks wise has to be sarah the siren because she has like basically a human's body with a oversized head like, it's like you were going to Disneyland back in, like, the 70s or 80s when when the actors were really creepy. <laughs> Just this huge head, big bulging eyes. She acts so sweet, but she is so fast at the same time.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Ridiculously like, quick.
1: So, looks-wise, I think she would have to be the creepiest. But death-wise, dang. I would... Almost want to put that on Willie himself.
0: But Willie didn't do a lot of the killing in it that we saw. I mean, he was the no, strongest he... out of all of them.
1: Because he's the leader, right? I think I'm gonna say those two.
0: Okay. What about you? I definitely like the crocodile in the vent uh, when it started oh, chasing Oh, that Liv. was a good yeah. touch. Because Liv was crawling through the vents and then, like he's like coming after her, and like you can hear like the the loud snapping of the jaws, which is really good. And then the other one I kind of liked was the knight. The knight with his sword, like, straight up, like, impales one of the random... There was, like, Liv and her group of teenager friends, like, they all come to this place to try and save Nicolas Cage, and when they tell him the whole story, Nicolas Cage just doesn't say a word and just continues cleaning. And one of her friends literally gets impaled by this giant sword.
1: I want to say the other one gets, like, decapitated as well. So two of them, straight off the bat, get murdered. <laughs> then two of them run to the fun room... Then there's Liv. Then there's the guy that has a huge crush on her.
0: He's a simp.
1: Completely. Oh, my God. Everything she says,
0: I agree with. Yes,
1: I'm with her.
0: And all the guys are just like, dude, come on.
1: (laughs) Dude, you are so far in the friend zone that it's not even funny right now. Like, don't get us killed over you being a simp.
0: But then it was very interesting because the two friends that run off to go have sex, the blonde girl who plays like the typical, like, slutty archetype in it, she literally goes into the room where they all, all the serial killers murder themselves and transfer their souls into the animatronics. And also, which is
1: literally called the fun room. Right.
0: And also, the room where they primarily killed people when they were still, like, human. And this girl, like, immediately, while she's with her boyfriend, is like, is it weird that I'm, like, turned on? And then they, t- the two of them start having sex, and then one of the animatronics starts watching and eventually kills both of them. And you are just like, well, what do you expect? Like, you know there are murderous animatronics, serial killers here, and you're still just like, let's go look at the room where um, all this has happened. And then... Let's have sex here. That is like horror movie 101. You deserve to die at that point.
1: They saw the animatronic. She pointed it out more than once. Right. Of, oh, was that animatronic always there? I feel like he's watching us. And then the guy is just like, no, it's okay. Just keep going. Keep going.
0: Which they know they're all murderers. That was the whole thing where it's like you knew that these things have killed people for decades and Yeah at that point you're literally
1: just begging for death.
0: Yeah so like all the friends I really didn't feel bad for especially the one friend that was like hiding and then the chameleon lizard animatronic comes out and she's like no I'm not like the others please like I I want to help you get out of there. I want to be free. I want to, I basically want to, you know, be set free from this body. And then he gets up and she goes, ha ha, gotcha. And then shoots her lizard tongue out, wraps around his neck and kills him.
1: No, she doesn't do that until Liv comes in. Yeah. Cause like, he was slowly like, okay, okay. Like, I believe you, like hands out, like in front of him, just like calm down um, Like, I want to help you. But she
0: played him and then, so hard. Oh,
1: I know. And as soon as Liv came in, the tongue wrapped around his neck and snap.
0: So it makes you kind of think, what was she going to do if, if Liv didn't walk in? How would she have killed him?
1: Probably the same way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of boring then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, wow, just a phenomenal movie. I think one of my favorite scenes, though, was when Liv was about to fight... I think it was Sarah the Siren and the Lizard at the same time.
1: Yes, was that in the forest?
0: No. No, but the scene I'm talking about is when, I can't remember who she was fighting. It was one of those two or it was both at once. And Nicolas Cage comes out and he's like ready to like kill one of them. And all of a sudden his timer goes off. And then he's like, it's break time. And he ends up kind of looking around and he gives her like a weapon. And then he goes off to the break room. To play pinball and drink soda while she's in the middle of fighting one of the animatronics and then eventually like he keeps kind of checking his watch while, while he's playing pinball and then the timer goes off and as she's about to get killed by the animatronic he comes out and saves her
1: <laughs> you know i think there were actually eight animatronics did we miss one did i say the turtle
0: oh no you didn't
1: i forgot about that guy yeah oh my god that is the funniest thing the honestly. latino turtle Friggin, like, sombrero on his head, oh, all Oh, so stuff. racially
0: stereotyped.
1: I didn't know how much a turtle could be stereotyped before I saw this one.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they legit, like, gave him that thick Mexican accent. They gave him, like, the sombrero, like, the mariachi outfit. I was yeah, just like... like, a
1: little trumpet, like, dang, guys. Yeah,
0: they they went for it. But then again, you have to think it's supposed to be, like, a 70s thing initially. But, I mean, the movie's set in modern day. It's just when the restaurant came out. Wow, this movie was just so ridiculous. Oh, my God. The more you think about it. And then just... Just Nicolas Cage just killing everything and just immediately cleaning it afterwards and replacing his shirt. He was the weirdest guy (laughs) in this movie.
1: Literally, the whole thing was like, oh, if you have this place spotless by the end, like, by the time we come here in the morning then I'll have your car all nice and brand new, fixed up for you so you can just head on your way. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him because there was this one part where he cleaned a whole bathroom. Absolutely disgusting. There was yellow and brown everywhere. There was grime on the mirrors. Just... You would not want to step foot in there. Which, what do you whatsoever? think about
0: it? The speed at which he cleaned this entire building was insane.
1: Near impossible. Right. Honestly, <laughs> for one person. And during his breaks, he would be playing the he would be cleaning and playing the pinball machine.
0: Yeah. And drinking his little soda pop. Like that was
1: his that was his thing once he saw the machine. So he cleans this whole bathroom spotless, top to bottom. You know, perfect, pristine, and then he walks out, and then a few minutes later, he hears the door open back up, and he walks in, and he sees something written on the mirrors, like, it's time to die.
0: No, it said, um, happy birthday, or it's, like, it's your birthday.
1: Right. Yeah, because
0: remember, Willie had that song about, like, that birthday song that they always sang,
1: Right, but it was in, like...
0: It was in blood. Basically
1: this red kind of substance, whether it's blood or something else. Um, I don't know how they would have gotten blood. So then he starts looking through all of the stalls. And he gets to the last one. And you're before he opens it, you're like, yeah, this is when like this animatronic is going to pop out. But he opens it. Nothing there. He turns back a freaking gorilla jumps down from the ceiling and starts like trying to kick his ass but then he fights back and like bangs his animatronic's head on the sink and kills it and each time he kills an animatronic he puts it in a black bag by the door <laughs> yep to like throw out and he starts like cleaning again
0: uh, yeah okay and the most stupid part of it though was The cops eventually come, and then, like, they put him in handcuffs, and they're just like, you're stupid, you're ruining all this for us, I'm sorry, Willie, and then she leaves him, waits outside for him to, like, you know, to be, make sure he could sacrifice to him, but it's so funny because Nicolas Cage, in Nicolas Cage fashion, still defeats two animatronics at once with his hands handcuffed behind his back. (laughs) And then, of course, the cops come back, and then Willie kills the cop, and then Nicolas Cage and Willie get into this big fight, and then Nicolas Cage goes on break, comes back from break, and defeats Willie. All before sunup, and he gets his car back.
1: And then, he has to defeat the turtle. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, when the cops originally come, Liv is the only one of her friends that is still alive, of course. Right. There's the main cop the sheriff who has adopted Liv and is the one that's mainly the one that made the deal with Willie in the first place so she sends Liv off with her little cadet or whatever who at first is trying to go like no this isn't right like just let him like let's defeat all of these guys like obviously there's a way since he killed so many of them But the sheriff is not having it, so he leaves with Liv. And then halfway down the road, he actually gets killed by the turtle. Yeah, they pull
0: over because she's like, what, you're just going to let him die?
1: One of the biggest questions that I have, how the hell did that turtle sneak onto the car without the sheriff noticing?
0: Slow and steady wins the race.
1: No! like
0: <laughs> have you not heard of the tortoise and the hare
1: well of course i have but <laughs> he comes from on top of the roof he is an animatronic so he's slow ish the whole time that they're driving away the sheriff is watching them so she would have seen if there was a huge animatronic on top of the car or on side of it or even like on the back of it yeah hang on for like... your life or something
0: uh, he probably had supernatural speed, like Sarah the Siren, maybe, and just, like, caught up. I don't know.
1: Maybe? I don't... But then you would have heard more of a thunk, and uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, me neither. Either way, what was one of your favorite parts in the movie?
1: <laughs> that ending scene. <laughs> when they're driving away. So, after Nicholas Cage's character is done cleaning the building, it's sunrise, you know, daylight... The guy that owns the building, as well as the mechanic, are there in front with his car, kind of celebrating already. Like, there's no way that this guy made it out of life. This is a new car for the owner. Like, brand kind of spanking new sports car. Super nice
0: sports car.
1: Oh, God, yeah. So they're celebrating, and then they open up, and when they see inside, everything is spotless. And, of course, at that point, Willie is already dead. But then you also catch glimpses of the trash where you see Sarah is still alive, partially. You see her getting pieced back together a little bit by herself, you know, as part of their deal. The owner gives Nicolas Cage his keys back, and he gets in his car. But then Liv is like, well, now I don't know where I have to go. So she joins him. And then they're driving away. The pixie slash the siren blows the car up with herself, the owner, and the mechanic. So that's three of them dead already. And as Nicolas Cage's character and Liv are driving down the road, they see the turtle as well get back up. And they just run him over.
0: I think my favorite scene was um, Nicolas Cage's dance montage to the 80s synth music while he's playing pinball at the end. He literally goes out in this whole dance routine. Doing spins and everything and twirls while he's playing pinball. And wow, just beautiful. On <laughs> a scale 1 to 10, how would you rate the movie?
1: Depends if it meant to be a horror movie or a comedic horror. Uh,
0: on what you think in general.
1: So, based on the trailer and the movie itself, I hope... Nicolas Cage was trying to make this a comedic horror movie. Oh, there
0: is nothing serious about this movie.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm praying. (laughs) Um, With that in mind, I think I would actually give this a 9. Like, I would watch it over again. It was a good movie to watch and to laugh at. Like, don't go into the movie expecting, like, these... Like, great death scenes, like, this great cinematography, like, great dialogue, anything like that. Just go in there prepared to laugh.
0: Don't take the movie serious at all. It's meant to be a good time. And it is. It's really fun to watch. I I would give it an 8 out of 10 just because, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. I (laughs) I mean, the plot makes zero sense. The acting's not the best. And it's just, like, full of, like, horror cliches. But it's such a good time. And the movie knows what it's doing. Like, it's purposely doing this.
1: Yeah. But it's also so predictable at the same time. Exactly. Even in the trailer, you can predict that, one, Nicolas Cage is going to beat all of these animatronics. Two, the girl Liv is going to live. (laughs) she's not going to be one of like she has to be the last girl basically and two the car doesn't break down by itself like there are road spikes in the road that help it break down and then that's the whole ploy of the town of drawing people in promising them like basically free repairs if they can live this one night in in willie's wonderland or whatever like, those things are so predictable. And even from the beginning, when you see that little girl after her parents get killed, you're like, oh, that has to be the main protagonist. Oh, yeah,
0: no, I called that. Right. 100%. Off the bat. Yeah.
1: Like, there are things that are so predictable, <laughs> but it still is a good movie.
0: Yeah, and one of the best lines is when Liv goes, you don't understand. He's not trapped in there with them, they're <laughs>
1: trapped in here with him. <laughs> the most ridiculous (laughs) but the funniest line like that is in the trailer and I kept listening for it throughout the movie right and I finally got it I finally did like in one of the times that the sheriff comes and I'm like oh my god this is perfect
0: yeah I have to say there are moments where it's like it's not like Tucker and Dale versus evil but it's there are some creepy stuff in it, and they really did a good job getting some of the horror atmosphere, even though the movie has this completely ridiculous premise.
1: Oh, yeah, and it definitely combines so many, like, movies, TV shows, games, even, like, urban legends.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, which we haven't talked about yet, is how much inspiration it took from the game Five Nights at Freddy.
1: Which I have to say, I... Or, I want to say that that probably took a lot of inspiration from multiple stories of animatronics, like, coming to life and killing people. Yeah, from, like, and... Chuck E. Cheese and right. stuff like that. Like,
0: the idea isn't super original, but when you look at Five Nights at Freddy, you know, you're playing this game where it's, like, a security guard that has to survive overnight. And you have to have enough power to last so, like, the building doesn't shut down. And you can't get murdered by these animatronics consisting of Freddy and his band of merry men. (laughs) So, like, the game itself is entertaining, and the movie shares a very similar premise to it. Even the scene where Liv is going through the vents and being chased by the alligator, I mean, some of the Five Nights at Freddy games have scenes where it's like, you have to monitor the vents to make sure you don't get murdered by them. I mean, I've been playing it in VR recently, and it's terrifying. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, and it is so funny watching him. I have to say. Well, yeah, and then
0: I just did like a level from the third game, I and mean, you have to monitor like not only the initial cameras like in the first game, but then you have these other set of cameras in the vents. Which why are there cameras in the vents? <laughs> and then you have to like charge all your your batteries, and so- it's terrifying. It's creepy stuff. So, comparing that and having the movie drawn some of the inspiration from the games, like it's very clear that. They took a lot of similar things.
1: Yeah, I want to try and find the one Five Nights at Freddy's that Eddie VR actually plays.
0: Yes, um, Eddie VR from The Boys is fantastic. But oh my god, I did actually find that game. I don't know if we're gonna be able to play it because of my computer, though.
1: Oh, it's Cause... on the computer. It's not on the right. Headset. Okay, well, no.
0: So it was. On... You know how I downloaded the Pokemon VR. Oh yes, which by the way, there's a Pokemon VR game. It's fantastic. You guys should play it. It's very glitchy, but so much fun. Um,
1: it literally has seven generations of Pokemon. I absolutely love it. Glitchy, but fan made. It is so good, though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And but <laughs> this website side quest that I got the Pokemon VR downloaded from, I found that same one that Eddie VR plays for Five Nights at Freddy. But I don't think my graphics card on my computer is good enough to play it. Is oh. the issue? Yes. <laughs> So, I look
1: forward to the time that we can actually play that one Right, because that
0: looks like a fun one. Because that one has an actual storyline and everything instead of just, like, pressing the buttons.
1: Yeah, well, the pressing the buttons still has a semi-storyline.
0: Yeah, but he's like, you actually get to walk around in that one and stuff.
1: Very true, yeah.
0: All right. On that note, if you guys have seen Willy's Wonderland, let us know on Instagram or Twitter uh, what you guys thought about it.
1: Or if you guys have played Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: Yes, I am currently playing it for the first time ever. I never played it on my phone before, so uh, (laughs) playing it in VR has been an experience.
1: (laughs) And as always, please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, all of that good stuff.
0: And I promise we're coming back to you guys with uh, some more research episodes on scary monsters (laughs) and haunted places. We just have been seeing a lot of scary stuff recently, so it's hard not to talk about it. All right, everyone. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.
1: See ya.